0: I saw JW SR fan. Very exciting. Walter is on fire today. Oh my gosh. I hear the music. Oh, and everybody hears us chatting. We're doing the wind-up.
1: Everyone, and welcome to the All Things SR podcast. Good morning, Leslie. How's, how are you this morning?
0: Good morning, Pam. Doing well, doing well. Happy Saturday morning. Uh, oh, in
1: yes. The thank God. Eastern part of the U.S. <laughs> Thanks God for small
0: things. Oh, thank God for getting us through another week. How about it, Fred? Uh, let's get us it's Just on. day at a
1: time, day at a time. That's all I'm dealing with right now.
0: Same, same. It's And I think, as you know, I haven't been online much because it's been really, really super busy in my corner of the world. Um, and I don't say that lightly. It's been very good. I'm very thankful. It's just uh, limiting my time to... <laughs> <laughs> I I, I I see notifications and that's if I can respond every once in a blue moon I will um, <laughs> but I miss I'm actually I miss the uh, I'm missing the banter I'm missing some of the banter in the uh, some of the good SR commentary and banter that he always brings to the table
1: <laughs> he does doesn't he <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes yes uh, good evening Susie I see Susie's on, Susie's on. we have a
1: you have a good, good crew on today, Annabelle, Annabelle. Good afternoon, and uh, happy Ashley. fall for some of us, and happy spring for others of us.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So, I know. I
0: wish I was. I was. Wish, I wish I was heading. Well, I do like fall, but when it comes to winter, I'm going to want to be flying down to visit Susie in uh, Adelaide uh, <laughs> 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 or Franca in South Africa. Someday, true warm
1: well you know you could always go to sydney and uh check out the uh bondi beach oh i understand that's a the place to be in australia
0: that would be wonderful and Mm -hmm. thank you thank you Susie. she says always welcome here that's a great thing and i uh, look forward to the day that i get to visit your fair country (laughs) Like I, I,
1: my friend's daughter actually spent, um, I think, one semester
0: in Perth mm. studying when she was a junior in college. Oh, that's so cool. My father t- traveled to Perth when they had the, the America's Cup um,
1: race. Oh, that's cool. And uh, Susie is saying that Adelaide has much better beaches than Sydney. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Adelaide must be the place I need to go to this yes. because I love a good beach. So what and, did you and think? And Betty loves fall. She I... likes the change of color on the leaves yeah. and the cold weather.
1: I like sweater um, weather myself. I don't like mm-hmm. a, I don't like it extra cold, but I do like the sweater weather. Yes, so. um,
0: I so do begrudgingly.
1: What did you think <laughs> of the uh, new uh, poster or new thing for the Passion Flips Part Three?
0: Lovely. Simon. lovely, 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 lovely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you guys think?
1: I think a few are happy about that.
0: Yes, <laughs> so. yes.
1: Ashley loves the poster.
0: What's so. not to love, right guys?
1: Absolutely. it's it, Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, um, is there anything else new in SR yes. world? Yes.
0: Well, yes, there always is something new in SR World. Um, and, and yes, Betty, sexy and creepy Simon, you make yes. me laugh. Um, he's he's going to be so good to see in that. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to actually start. Pam and I had talked about this. Uh, one of the things we had asked uh, as we began Promise last week, um, I wanted to ask SR about the dedication to the book. And I had had written to him that the dedication was deeply moving to me personally, and I'm certain many other readers held those same feelings. And I asked him, what inspired you to dedicate the book to all those we have lost? May they never be forgotten. So I'm not sure if you guys had noticed uh, that dedication at the beginning of Promise, Um, but that really kind of, uh, I remember when I first read the Ark and I, I just remember when I first read those words, it really kind of, it, it gripped me because mm-hmm. this, there's a book that I read, um, uh, during the time of a lot of, lo- a lot of passing, a lot of people in my life, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, leaving this world, so to speak, and it was very, very personal to me. And then reading that, I just it kind of it kind of caught my breath. Mm-hmm. And so Sr had said the dedication was inspired partially by the passing of Tori, who was his very first reader. And Ellie, I see that you're in our chat room, so I think you remember Tori mm-hmm. um, back from back in the day. Tori was the first. Tori was the one who first read the story online and then told all her friends in the fan fiction community, I owe her everything. So um, we all have Tori to thank, really, um, when when we talk about that, uh, because Tori was the one who encouraged everyone to come check out this fan fiction and to read the story and it's, it's really, really remarkable um, kind of how one person can make a difference. Um, yep.
1: It's like that one drop in the ocean will cause ripples throughout the world.
0: Absolutely. And I think that was the case here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's incredible. As El- Ellie said, she made the thread on Twilighted. And so Tori, more or less... Um,
1: It's all her fault. Is
0: is the one who who brought the story to light and to all these other readers, and Mm -hmm. then that is what ended up getting the attention of the community and of the publishing community, and this is how we ended up having this beautiful series, Gabriel's Inferno, and on to book four now um, of the Gabriel series. Mm -hmm. So... The carol, uh, the yes, yes,
1: and uh, so jetta I don't know whether he sometimes lurks, but he's definitely not publicly on the uh page or on the podcast today. That is in November, November
0: 21st. He'll be be joining us. but I, I just think, as Annabelle said, she's left her own legacy, a beautiful series and a beautiful community. Yep. And we're very, very thankful for, for that. Um, and I think Tori is, uh, I, I, I love when people mention her because it is such a great reminder mm-hmm. of how, um, how this whole thing started. Well, so I, I'm very, I, very excited.
1: I can remember, I think it was when part one came out, SR had mentioned her as well. Um, you know, thanking her at that point in time that because of her, all this came to fruition, not just the books, but also uh, the movie. So it's a beautiful right. tribute.
0: Well, and and think of his life. I mean, that completely has changed SR's yep. life. Yes, yeah, it did. I mean, these these books... The other, the other stories that came forth from it, mm-hmm. the Florentine series, The Man in the Black Suit, um, it's remarkable, and then whatever other good things we have in store for us. Um, so it's, I, I and I think it was very, it, to me that says when he was writing the book and the passing occurred of his friend and his first reader, mm-hmm. um, that was top of mind to him at the time of writing the book and i I thought that was a really lovely dedication yeah and i also you know we also asked him about the title why did you name the book gabriel's promise and he said for the title i had in mind promise in two senses first gabriel's promise to julianne and their children as a husband and father um, but also a promise made to gabriel as part of his redemption Promises articulated by Julianne and the other books, as she encouraged him to have hope for the future, for redemption, for happiness. And I loved, I love the fact that there was that duality of promise. Mm-hmm. It's not just, it's not just the one, the mo- the more obvious one of Gabriel promising t- to care and protect the children, which is uh, evident from, you know, the, the it's laid out in the first chapter. Yeah. Um, but also this promise for his redemption, that he is worthy and that he has hope.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because at the beginning of Gabriel's Inferno, he did not have hope.
1: No, we're happiness, really. Yes, so.
0: yes. And, and I'm seeing Ellie said, I think I remember Tori found the story by chance or through fic diving, as we called it, when you scroll and see a story and try it out.
1: Been so, there, done that, Ellie. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. It's really, really um, amazing. And Betty says we owe so much to her. I wish I had met her. Mm. So, yeah. So I, I just thought that was a really great um, response in terms of promise. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really lovely. So. Yes. I, uh, I know he also asked SR about some announcements. So we did. We what did he have to tell us this week? Well,
1: he wanted to wish Cassie Hanjian, um well. She retired and she has started uh, her own uh, scouting firm. So we wish her a lot of luck. In the meantime, he has signed with a new agent. And he's now represented by Kimberly Brower of the Brower Literary and management uh, so good you know we're happy about that that's a big thing for him
0: that's super exciting and it's also you know I think a big transition too because mm-hmm. he's worked with this agent for many years so um, a lot of good exciting news coming in the world of,
1: of the world of he's the trailer for part three is going to be coming out October 1st. And he's uh, hoping we can encourage readers to spread the word on social media and use hash the hashtags. That'll be, uh, that'll be good. Um, Very good. He can also tell us that Passionflix is scouting out some of the locations for Rapture, but he doesn't know when they will resume filming. And I believe that Julio on his live feed this week had mentioned that as well.
0: Yes, Um, I think Ashley just put that in the chat room. Annabelle did, yeah. Or Annabelle, sorry.
1: And uh, he, uh, Julio also said the sex scenes in part three are beautiful. So my friend Marlene will be uh, very excited about (laughs) that.
0: Marlene will be in heaven. She won't know what to do. (laughs) I know. Um, But I, I didn't expect anything less. I knew it'd be beautifully Mm -hmm. shot because of our dear friend Dennis and his beautiful artistic eye and Tosca's vision. Mm -hmm. It's going to be as beautiful visually as the words are. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I I can't wait to see it. It's just going to be. Oh, it's going to be so lovely.
1: And uh, also, he is writing. Hasn't said what
0: yet. (laughs) I know, I know. But he's writing. I'm super excited about that.
1: I think we do know that one of the protagonists is a Spaniard. I don't, but I don't know the character or anything other than that. Um, October 15th, Del Rey Edizioni in Italy is publishing the Italian edition of The Shadow. So that's not too far off.
0: Oh, that's really great news for Mm -hmm. Italian readers.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'll be honest with you, I did wish I could read Italian so that I could read the Florentine series in Italian because it takes place in Florence and I can only just imagine. I know. I would love that too. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, there's a re-release in Russian of Gabriel's Inferno. That's coming out in October. And uh, he thinks that's about it, although um, a number of Spanish readers have banded together to form a new Latin American Facebook group. Uh, MJ has been working on this, so readers from Latin America will have a place where they can ask questions about where to buy the books, and but also so they can join together to ask for the books in Spanish in their home countries.
0: I think that's excellent
1: Yes. and it's
0: so needed that's been such a struggle to Mm. get um and I think having that um having one centralized space where people can go it's kind of like the one-stop shop Mm -hmm. to have information in um Spanish language I think is really really smart so I wish them the best in that I do too I do too
1: And as far as the podcast goes, um, I'm announcing today that uh, Amazon Music has started uh, promoting or putting podcasts out on their site, and we are now a part of it. So if you can't get the Apple Podcast or Mixler or SoundCloud, you can also go to TuneIn and now Amazon Music to get your podcast
0: Yes, very excited about that. Yes. Very excited because I feel like that's going to open up more, um, more opportunities for more people to listen. Especially, I can see um, down in the future, I can see Amazon because you know how Amazon works. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying uh, to compete with very Apple. Very data-driven, very data-driven. Mm-hmm. And I can see they're going, I, I, I have this vision that down the road they're going to have, the books and they're going to have the audio books and they're going to have our podcast Mm -hmm. with it. So they're going to try and link everything together to try and drive sales. That's Mm -hmm. my prediction. We don't know if that's going to happen. This is, this is my conjecture. Okay. So,
1: okay. I'm just, I I had questioned them because I think it would be cool if SR could link it to his author page as well. I don't know if that can happen. Uh, I sent a message to them, but I haven't heard anything yet.
0: Yes. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I, I, I will have to wait and see what, what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that he says, we can honestly say we were listening to you before you made it big. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Cause this is, you know, yes, this uh, is, this uh, is worldwide you but know, it is it's, worldwide, which is very you know, exciting.
1: All the big quote unquote, big name podcasts. <laughs>
0: Uh, (laughs) and all things SR is right up there
1: right up there with them so we can say and you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts (laughs) exactly
0: Exactly. and uh, there was a question in the chat Uh, Anna Mm -hmm. just asked about The Prince uh, in English and it is only the e-book
1: unfortunately Um, yes
0: Yes, there had been a lot of discussion and hope that it would go in another direction, but um, unfortunately,
1: it has it, not. As of it yet, it has not. <laughs> One, One of us never knows. knows the we... Little people,
0: Pam and Leslie,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> forget them. We are them. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited about that,
1: That's and
0: uh, you know, I've, there's there's a lot of good news. I, SR really gave us a lot to think about. Um, you know, all the different places, all the different activities that are going on. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy about it, and I'm I'm really thrilled that we will have. Um, this book to look forward to. And one thing that we have been talking about with the podcast, we are going to intersperse the chapter readings with, um, other events, obviously Mm -hmm. everything with the premiere, Um, but we will also have special podcasts on different topics like we've done before, um, talking about, uh, Vito Nuovo and other things. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be a really fun, uh, next couple months going through this.
1: Right. And one of our, so. uh, next special podcasts is going to be on October. Um, and it's actually for, uh, mental health awareness day, uh, October yes,
0: 10th. Yes, that's October 10th. So, and, and, and we area. have a, yes. And we will have, um, other authors coming to join us as well, yes. um, coming up. So stay tuned for stay that. Stay tuned ladies. is right. I, we are keeping we're keeping things interesting on all things SR. <laughs> so and
1: You show me the stars, Patty, and I'll go rub elbows with them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. That's reverse. <laughs> and thank you, Lori. She's looking forward to it all. So I am too. It's gonna be good. Yeah. And speaking of looking forward to it, I'm looking forward to our discussion of chapter one. You can see mm-hmm. why we did chapters one and two this week, friends, because um, they were very, very short, but I thought it did a really great job of capturing and establishing uh, one of the themes here, mm-hmm. uh, which is Gabriel's promise and his his commitment to his family, and it's uh, it's evident from the first line of the of the book.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, in the story, we start with Gabriel holding baby Claire. And in Gabriel fashion, he's taking off the nurses by not allowing them to put her in a bassinet. As Gabriel's sitting with Claire, resting on his chest, he reflects on the prayers he and Julianne said back at the Basilica of St. Francis. And this is the other thing I thought SR did so beautifully. He had, um, and you have to when you're doing a series, right? You have to set the groundwork for people who may not have read the prior books. And boy, he wove in... He really masterfully wove in a lot of the backstory in a very brief amount of time. I I Mm -hmm. thought it was really tightly written and really written well. It was. Um, (laughs) I just looked at the chat and Betty says, coronavirus won't last forever. As soon as the vaccine's available, I can see Pam and Leslie on tour and talking to the (laughs) cast, traveling and making magic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't think so (laughs) Um,
0: We always The magic always flows when when Pam and I are together, that's for
1: sure (laughs) That does happen, yes We we have had some adventures Or misadventures
0: (laughs) (laughs) And there will be many more To come, that I can assure you So it's good to see Karen on this morning Hi Karen, Monica joined As Ashley says, we love Daddy Gabriel, and yes we do Um, Which is why Mm -hmm. I'm pleading that passion flicks pick up book four of Gabriel's promise. So we can see Julio portray Gabriel uh, with that uh, little uh, baby. I'm going to lose my mind. I think
1: so. I think I would too. I will too. It's called (laughs) the ovaries might start kicking in again.
0: (laughs) That's right. As Annabelle says, overprotective Gabe's is sexy. Yes, it is. So they had this, Oh, go ahead. It it was
1: there that Gabriel thought he had everything he had wanted as he's holding this little baby that we're all dying to see him hold. I know. And um, he was saying, you know, if he had been Dante, he now no longer was Dante. And he was reflecting on that because Dante had never known the pleasure of having his Beatrice as his wife or had been able to have a child with her. And his inner poet had reflected on this strange course of his life. And uh, it just, you know, it it was from the lowest of despair to the height of blessedness that I just thought was, you know, from the, for even before when they met the orchard, he was at the lowest of the lows. And then, you know, talking about committing suicide and or just contemplating it until, and now he's married to his quote unquote Beatrice and holding this little baby. So the expansion of his life in those few years was incredible.
0: I And I, I also thought too, I mean, this reminds me when we were talking about the Vida Nuova and how this is where things really had the divergence, right? Because he was able to have his Beatrice mm-hmm. and, and now, he, effectuate that into a family. So I, I just think that's really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, he repeated this quote with sincerity and thankful prayers for Julia, who he almost lost from complications of the delivery and his beautiful daughter, Claire Grace Hope Emerson. And he also had the specter of his father, And he he kind of had that reflection, you know, Gabriel as a father now. He kind of Mm -hmm. thought back to his own biological father. And this brought about a promise for Claire. He would never leave. He would be there for her and for Julia, his darling girls, for as long as he lived. Mm -hmm. In that dark room, he resolved to protect, love, and care for his wife and daughter, no matter the cost. And I think, you know, again, I said, chapter one set set the stage this is it it explains what what is one of the what is the promise at Mm -hmm. least the obvious promise is that it is that promise of protection of of love um and as i'm looking at the chat um you know talking about chapter one Lori says gabriel appreciates and treasures claire it's lovely and betty said daddy gabriel's cute but can you imagine being his daughter i bet he would (laughs) never leave her alone how will she travel and meet people or have a boyfriend Is he standing right next to her? Not (laughs) happening until she's
1: in her 30s.
0: Well, honestly, I think think for me, this is one of the reasons why I would love to see SR continue the series Mm -hmm. into a couple, and I'm putting a couple books out there, SR. I know you're cringing as I say that, but um, it would be lovely to see Gabriel, the father of... 14-year-old Claire, Mm -hmm. 15-year-old Claire, right? It would be kind of fun to see that. And also 25-year-old Claire (laughs) and see how the family evolves. I think it would be great. And Annabelle says he'd be a great dad. Ashley said chapter one is a short and sweet chapter. Betty says this chapter was a great reminder of what's truly important in life, Mm -hmm. family and love. And Ashley said bringing redemption, ending tears again. Absolutely, absolutely, and just beautifully Anna, written.
1: And Annabelle is saying, "Gabe, he, that he has certainly been on a ju- journey, and he gets it. What he gets to is remarkable. And thanks to the faith of his faith and his beloved Julian." Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: uh, Annabelle said, "To think how he saw himself, someone not worthy of being a father after losing Maya, to where he is now, his principessa close to his chest." That's right. Betty he said, family's not just blood. It's those people who love and care for us. And that's true. That's very my, my true. My friend used to call it, my friend Audrey always says it's her family of choice. Mm-hmm. And, and she would have, um, in, in the U.S., we have Thanksgiving in November. And she would have her family of choice, which is all her friends, everybody who she really considers family, over in the morning. Uh, for Thanksgiving watching Macy's Day parade which was a Thanksgiving tradition here in the US yeah. and um, getting together and then she would go to see her actual family her blood relatives <laughs> later in the day and she always said it's because you're my true you are people who I consider my true family yeah. so I, I just always love that that family of choice mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm seeing Monica saying it's not always the same. And she said, but we will survive. It's a different perspective I wasn't prepared for, but we will survive. And Monica, no, we are here for you. Um, mm-hmm. You're part of our absolutely, SF family. Which is why I, I just, I love this uh, community so much. It's really, really good. And K.K. says, yes, Betty, family can be more than blood. You have ones you choose, which is true. As Karen says, Friendsgiving. Yes.
1: Hey, I've, I when I was single, there were a couple of times I couldn't get home for holidays when I lived in New York, and because mm-hmm. uh, you know work the way it worked with dates. And uh, my fam, my chosen family, were all around me, and we always had a great time. I remember one Christmas where we decided uh, that. It was, I think there's about five of us who couldn't get to be with anybody but ourselves that Christmas. And and so we bought presents. And uh, I bought this one guy, Glenn, a car. And it was one of those miniature (laughs) little toy (laughs) cards. And uh, one of the guys, Brian, I think his name was, um, brought my friend Suzanne. A Barbie dress. And this is when Barbie clothes were sold in separate packages rather than separate Barbie dolls. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Always fun. Always fun. So then we come into chapter two. a week later. Mm hmm where, where uh, Gabriel's like, like a lot of us just you know you're holding a your phone you're flipping through and he's checking email and uh, you know like I said it's a simple thing to do with smartphones today and you just tapped it and there it was And a wise Canadian once wrote the medium is the message And this case, in this case it was an incredibly important email. Uh, One of the things we asked SR this week is that who was the wise Canadian who wrote the medium is the message. And uh, he told us that it was a a gentleman by the name of Marshall McLuhan, and he's considered the father of communications and media studies. And the quotation he included in the book is one of his most favorite sayings. So just because I do looks the way I am. Um I looked it up and I it was website uh, which we can include in the chat room, uh who was Marshall McLuhan. Uh and he wrote a, a book in nineteen sixty four called Understanding Media. And he it's really interesting because you know, he discusses all the the, you know, things that are consequential to uh, media and how it works and that kind of stuff. But he came into prominence um, during the uh, Flower Power Generation hippies in San Francisco in 1967. And um, we did the halftime here. Time show here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, T- tis the season to be jolly, ladies. Absolutely, <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, in
1: 1967, they had they had this the first McLuhan Festival, and these are a bunch of hippies that had this or counterculture, and one of the big lines at that time was, uh, "God is dead." I mean, Time Magazine. Had a big cover story on it uh, that year, I remember, because I, of course I bought it because why not? And my parents were annoyed because that's what parents do. But, um, you know, he brought this whole big thing uh, into San Francisco, and it was a steady stream of invitations for speaking engagements that he had, and he addressed countless groups. Ranging from the American Marketing Association to the Container Corporation of America to AT&T and IBM. And in March of 1967, there was a uh, NBC in the U.S. Uh, TV series called Experiment. And they aired an episode that was called This is Marshall McLuhan. Um and he played on his own famous saying, "Publishing, the medium is the the message." Uh, and even as he was signing, he was signing all kinds of contracts for this because of, uh, of of his writing. He was he was highly educated. He had many many distinguished lectures and awards that came through uh, in Canada, obviously, because he is Canadian. Uh, but also Great Britain the United States Rome and because the ironic part about him becoming so popular in 1967 uh, with the counterculture was that he was a man of deep faith and how do you how do you have a man of deep faith turn around speaking at a uh, convention where everybody's talking about god being dead so that i thought that was interesting so that's i a definitely
0: side i definitely agree and i had to go look up in my textbook um effective public relations because i think some of you know i am a communications consultant and this is a really really good textbook and of course Marshall McLuhan uh, made an appearance in this. And he, even back in 1950, which was 17 years prior to when he had that invitation to be uh, part of the counterculture and to, 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 to be invited. And I, I, I do think that dichotomy, I think it's very interesting that he was such a man of faith, but he was also at this, this event that, you know, the God is dead. Mm Um, was, was such a prevalent, uh, theme and saying, um, back in 1950, McLuhan had forecast a global village that would really connect us all worldwide because of these, because of the medium, uh, because of the media, I should say, in terms of having these, uh, telecommunications, having what, you know, first were satellites, um, providing two-way communication and now and transmitters and now you know we have the cell phone towers and the internet Mm -hmm. and I mean think about this 19 back in 1950 he had this vision that we will be a global village and I mean we are evidence this podcast is Mm -hmm. evidence of the global village so um and I laughed because Betty had said and I thought (laughs) Sr was the wise Canadian.
1: (laughs) I'll be honest with you. When I read this, I thought that was the case as well. I thought he was inserting himself a little bit in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was great. I I, I just thought it was really, really great. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) And Betty's calling us Professor Pam and Professor Leslie. That's funny. <laughs> and and I had seen in the chat as well, there have been uh, some of the folks who have, pa- who have mentioned passing. Mm-hmm. Um, the passing of parents, Annabelle and KK and uh, we definitely are sending love out to you. It's it's never Absolutely. easy. And I think that's why at the very beginning, and I know some of you had joined later, we, we actually talked about the dedication and why it was... So moving for some of us. So, um, you are right there with us. Um, but yes, the wise Canadian just makes me. Yes. because so, <laughs> he is, he is. So this is <laughs> this
1: is why I'm. I have the playlist as well in honor of his counterculture explosion in 1967. <laughs> if you're interested, it's called the uh, Summer of Love 1967, and you can find it on Spotify. It's not mine, it's created by somebody else, but, yeah, but that's but how we're going to There's a bunch of
0: goodies. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, I, you know, I thought, when we were talking about the podcast, Pam was like, I'm going to pull this, you know, because Marshall McLuhan was part of this in 67, I was like, oh, I think that'll be great. <laughs> so... And Betty says, cool, now the playlist makes total sense. Mm -hmm. There is always a method to our madness, Betty, you know this. (laughs) You know this. So we're back in Chapter 2, and uh, Gabriel was checking his email on his smartphone. And again, I don't even think Marshall McLuhan would have had the vision and foresight to, to realize that we'd be able to have portable device in our hands that would have emails like that. Although at that time they did have phones and walkie talkies. I don't think they had cell phones yet back in, and six in the sixties. Well, (laughs) well, Star
1: Trek did have their flip
0: phone. Yes. their you know, beam me up Scotty. Well, and the Jetsons, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many, I don't know if the international our international friends had are familiar with some of these references, Star Trek, probably. Yes. But I don't know if the Jetsons was a television cartoon, um, that, that portrayed all these things happening in the future. And boy, there's a whole list of things that they portrayed that are now happening. So, Oh, and we're saying bye to KK. Um, she had to, uh, Go help her sister, who's recovering from foot surgery. Hope all is well with you and your sister, KK. Yeah. Please take care. Um, And I didn't know if you saw that um, Betty thought you were just evoking your inner hippie, Pam. Every Um, chance I get. (laughs) Pam is living her inner hippie. Um, Annabelle's saying, I'm imagining Pam in flares and flower power with rose-tinted glasses playing these tunes. (laughs) I never gave it up. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And um, thank you. We posted the Marshall McLuhan website um, as well, so you can check it out. Yeah. So, and as Ellie just shared, losing her dad also brought her to SR a year later. His sister was given Twilight to read and escape a little when she was home for his funeral. And a year after that, she found the fanfic. And her daughter's name is Maya, so... Mm-hmm. I think there are many fans who've named children in honor of some of our beloved characters.
1: I know Miss Dana Um, has,
0: too. mm Mm-hmm. I I love that. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, So Gabriel is checking his emails. And as he goes through, he ponders, you know, there's really not too large of a community of Dante specialists. Gabriel was well-known within this community. He had been a top student at Harvard and had made himself a name while he was at the University of Toronto. Um, During that time, there was a bit of a scandal and there was a graduate student. His beloved Julianne had come into his life and that scandal led to an investigation and a tribunal, which I, I still, again, say SR really brilliantly wove together this backstory very tightly in order to bring people up to speed if they hadn't read the prior books um and you know i it just it even makes me hurt to read about the tribunal I know. um but which forced his resignation especially since even though they did have a relationship. He was so careful for it to try to not be a sexual relationship because he felt like that was where the line would have been crossed. Nice. But they did not um, they did not agree. Um, so the university, in the midst of his resignation, was keeping everything quiet. Um, Ju- Julianne had graduated, which was all Gabriel wanted. He wanted her to be able to continue her studies and career. And he accepted, um, as she graduated and she was accepted to study at Harvard, um, he accepted a full professorship at Boston University and they had married in January. But there was still gossip brought about by Krista Peterson Mm. who claimed that Gabriel was a predator and Julianne was a whore. So Krista kept bad-mouthing them in the community even after time had passed after the wedding after their life together after they were all far from uh toronto Mm -hmm. and that was you know that was something that was very very um she was on on his mind on his mind and as uh, Annabelle says, CFP, Gollum, get lost. Mm-hmm. And Betty said, if Gabriel had waited three more months, none of this would have happened, but the story would not be as intense and heartbreaking. Absolutely, Betty, I agree.
1: Well, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I was, there was also, as Betty, if anybody had named any children after any of the characters, mm-hmm. like Catherine, <clears throat> Beatrice, or Dante, Owen, or Paul, And Annabelle Mm -hmm. pointed out that Owen is actually a very traditional Welsh name, and Mm -hmm. it's even uh, uh, pronounced, spelled differently, O-W-A-I-N, and uh, Owen is, is, uh, after a star uh, figure, Owen Glyndor. And I hope I pronounced that right, because Welsh can be crazy. Yes,
0: and Ellie did point out that she named Maya. Um, Maya was already here when mm-hmm. she read the book, but how amazing. You must have fallen over when you read that in the stories, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, Crazy Krista is back, Betty says. Oh, yeah, Crazy not Krista is big time back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Annabelle loved when Catherine told Julia to seek out the Dante specialist at Boston University.
1: Um, Annabelle's telling me that it would pr- be pronounced owan. Mm. Okay. Well, it's it's like the um, there's <laughs> an actor, Ian Griffith, I think is his name. Um, but it's in what well, spelled in the Welsh.
0: Mm. Yep. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, I um, O A N. And okay. it, If you if you see his name, it's just way out there wow so
0: and betty said she was confused about um the the chatter because she thought krista moved on is gabriel referring to the past gossip or is this new gossip
1: no i I took it as
0: the past he was thinking about yeah i think he's looking
1: at the past
0: but i think he still feels like there's still some lingering uh discussions on that. Maybe yeah, I not think only he, discussions, but he's reflecting that it's still in people's memory.
1: Yeah, I think is he probably kind of
0: is how I viewed
1: it. Yeah, I think she's still in the background there uh, who who may ever ask her if they know and she'll just add into it.
0: Mm. And Annabelle I guess- noted that I O A N uh the way he did is pronounced Yo interesting
1: yeah a good for anybody in the u.s. who has not experienced any welsh language um watch how green is my valley it's an old movie um mm. maureen o'hara's in it and but it's it's centered around a lush welsh town and annabelle For your information, I grew up in a town called Bala-Kinwood, and Kinwood is spelled in the Welsh form, C-Y-N-W-Y-D. Yes, Um,
0: Welsh settlers, I'm pretty sure. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Came to that part of Pennsylvania. So. So
1: it was from a group that Gabriel had heard from this email as he's looking at it. But he had never met. And as he read the message again to make sure he was reading it correct, his skin pricked as if something momentous was about to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's got that, you know, feeling in him. I mean, one of the things I like about Azar's writing, he sometimes get into the metaphysical. Yes. So
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: So Julie, as, as he's thinking about all this, Julianne's voice broke through his thoughts. He says, do we have anything, everything? Because they're getting ready mm-hmm. to leave the hospital. Because Rachel had taken all the balloons and uh, the flowers home to, and to take care of all that. And as uh, Gabriel was about to open his mouth and tell her about the email, Dr. Rubio comes in. And she's the <laughs> obstetrician. And she always seemed to show up like Athena in Homer's Odyssey, and she would show up within pronouncements and vanish, leaving an havoc in her wake. <laughs> and that was very much like when we asked uh, SR about the Odyssey reference to Dr. Rubio.
0: Why did he choose it? Why did he select it? What you That's know? Right. What? Why? Why did he slip that in there? I thought it was uh, very funny.
1: Yeah. He <laughs> said, for uh, the Odyssey reference, Athene is usually referred to as giving a remark and then disappearing. Sort of like Dr. Rubia. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of drops
0: in, drops the bomb, and leaves.
1: And there uh, she goes. <laughs>
0: <So>.
1: <laughs> Betty was saying
0: in uh, in the chat about Krista. Uh, I was wondering if she thought she was still obsessed with him. Sorry to break it to you, Gabe, but Krista's moved on. Yeah. She's just not that into you. <laughs> and uh, Josie noted that Gabriel has spidey sense with his prickling about the momentous, something a momentous is about to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Betty says, Don't forget, uh, don't forget your thumb, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> and Annabelle said, Gabe's will never warm to Dr. Rubio after she told him what he couldn't do to Julianne during her pregnancy. <laughs>
1: No, she
0: see I think you're right about that, Annabelle. Oh, my that was Lord. a funny scene. I could, I, because I could actually see that being played out. Mm-hmm. I really could. <laughs> and we just, ve- we just may very well see that played out. We don't know what's in the
1: script for that. Part. I, I, <clears throat> I don't think I. Oh, no, the, the line, <laughs> yes. <laughs> The act, I think it'll be subtle if, if shown at all.
0: I think it will be too. I, I meant the conversation with oh, Dr. Okay. Rubio. Okay. I didn't mean the actual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> says, uh, Annabelle says, I hope they put that scene in. And Betty says, Gabriel doesn't like bossy doctors. Naughty professor. No. And no, Josie, he doesn't. yes, Krista is a very sore loser. Yes. Yes, Um, there was a lot of karmic uh, retribution going on with her, unfortunately. Um, So Dr. Rubio came in, wished them a good morning, and stated she needed to go over a few things before Julia and Claire were released. So you can see, you know, I can envision this sign, this scene happening. There's so much excitement. There's so much trepidation. There's so much exhaustion. It's all the emotions so overwhelming. You just had this child, and you've been in this hospital, and you haven't mm-hmm. really slept comfortably. And you're just, but you're exhausted and you're excited, but you're a little scared. And oh my gosh, we're going to be by this by ourselves with the baby. And what what do we do? And
1: mm-hmm. all the so, all the fears, so, all yeah. the nervous
0: the nervous first parent things and. Um, so they're probably when she's giving instructions, they probably are hanging on every word, wanting to make sure they do everything perfectly. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so she comes in. She talks about these things that need to be considered before Julie and Claire were released. So Gabriel just puts the phone in his pocket. He had received enough of a scare a few days before when he thought Julian had not just survived the delivery and so he just he was still so shaken by that it was a hangover like a hangover he could not shake which i thought was a great description mm-hmm. and as dr rubia went through her list of admonitions and instructions he promptly forgot the email and the absolute necessity of revealing its contents to its what to his wife <laughs> so again the protector the protection kicks in he's getting instructions he has to do this okay all, everything else fades away mm-hmm. when when she comes in and says these are some things you need to keep in mind and things to look for um, and, and call us if this happens
1: right I and then of course that. Mm-hmm. Betty uh, suggests uh, what dr. Rubio says eat healthy foods <laughs> stay hydrated <laughs> sleep a lot and no sex. <laughs>
0: Anna says, Betty, I'm with you, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I I can remember that talk when I was leaving the hospital with Patrick. Oh, yeah. And uh, it wasn't that it was no sex. It was just no sex for six weeks.
0: Right. And Anna noted that. She also Mm -hmm. missed the six weeks of no sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's actually funny. I'm I'm, I'm, I but I think to fit the story, because I, I could have seen SR at weaving that piece in because obviously it's such a reaction to the uh, admonitions before. Um, but to fit the scene and the fact that he was excited about this email he got and then everything faded away and he was also still so shaken up mm-hmm. by... I mean, I can't even... That scene tore me apart. That'll be incredible to see Julia perform that. Um <laughs> That, I, that feeling of that he lost her forever.
1: Yeah, I can ju- I can just visualize Julio playing that scene. hmm And and the emotion that it would be brought out of him, that would be. You know, when you think about it, I mean, Julia has her emotional points, and especially mm-hmm. in Rapture. Uh, but I the. Julio has, or Gabriel has, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, and the the turmoil and the and the the angst he's gone through in his his young life, right? You know,
0: it's, it's well, and I think Julia has so much growth, and she blooms and blossoms, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's this this evolution. Of the confidence and the the feeling worthy of love. And Mm -hmm. it's a very different transformation than that of Gabriel, who is that transformation that comes from redemption. Mm -hmm. And he's had so many additional hurdles to cross. That's true. And demons that he fought. So I think (laughs) that's why his his scenes tend to be so absolutely... um, Emotional and gut wrenching at times mm-hmm. because he's he's fought through so much and we we witness him go through so much, um, and and Ashley said it'll it will be like when he did the phone call about Grace. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 And and the you know obviously Julio uh, brings his acting chops um, and his compassion his his compassion, his passion, and his sheer intensity, um, to bear in that role. And I think that's why, you know, I, I, we've said this before, what an incredible casting choice, Mm -hmm. um, because he, he fought for that role so hard because He he could, he could portray it the way it needed to be portrayed. And I don't think many actors could bring that level of nuance to the, the performance. I, I just think I can't say enough good things about that. <laughs>
1: you know, and I, I can actually Steady. see uh, certain actors uh, coming about and doing the scene, but I don't mm-hmm. think they would have the intensity that Gabriel brought to it. Because right. you can have an actor who understands and will emote and mm-hmm. bring it out. But there's sometimes there's something deeper inside that you have to pull out in order to right. make that a character work. So.
0: Mm-hmm. It's his intensity. Yeah. I think that strikes me, and and his, his commitment and dedication to that role, mm-hmm. which I think kind of uh, elevates his performance. Um, and Betty, you make me laugh so hard. Betty says Julia truly captures all of Gabriel's essence, which is true, but the thing it's that true. made me laugh is her con- her discussion about Gabriel And she, Betty says, if I just pushed a baby the size of a watermelon out of my little jewel or from a cesarean, I wouldn't let my husband touch me. I would be hormonal and angry, and I went through all that pain, and now he wants to get freaky? (laughs)
1: Let's start again.
0: Oh, my gosh, Betty. You're hilarious. I love it so much. True. Very true. But, yeah, I, I... I think these first two chapters really lay the groundwork um, for the entire book
1: That's and true. like I
0: said you know I've said it before but I just think it, it's really it was a great encapsulation of what happened in the past mm-hmm. and setting forth his promise that and he's 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 the protector he's the caregiver he's he's devoted to them and he won't leave them like his father left him him and his mother and
1: i can i can just imagine how protective he could be
0: oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. and i do think um i think that would that will be great to see julio portray as well he already was that territorial around paul and i think it was it's going to be an interesting uh to see his portrayal um, as Julia becomes his wife, and then as Julia becomes the mother of his child, and mm-hmm. his protectiveness over the child, over sweet little Claire, is going to just be gorgeous to watch. Absolutely. So.
1: Yes, um... well, uh,
0: we're on to next week, discussing Chapter 3, chapter I believe.
1: Chapter 3, and I believe... The
0: homecoming.
1: I believe there may be a, one or two lingos... <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> it always, <laughs> there it always may, there may be. <laughs> racks me up. that <laughs> Well, and it's funny now, too, because now every time you see them, just like the Fox, right? Every time mm-hmm. you see them, they're everywhere. And I even, and I was laughing last night, I was chipping, flipping through the television channels and I saw they were playing Fifty Shades Freed
1: mm-hmm. on
0: Bravo. Mm-hmm. and that no, was actually it was e network um mm-hmm. and i clip i happened to have flipped through the part where they talked about voice box <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was just it just made me giggle so much because i know it's like i know the references and i loved how they really put him in there and I, the actor they had to portray him was quite quite oh
1: amazing. tyler hoechlin i think his name yeah. is yeah
0: Yeah. He was quite, he was quite, quite handsome. Yes, he
1: was. Yes, he was.
0: And as Betty says, uh, I have a feeling Gabriel would have made everyone wear a mask even before the pandemics arrived in the States. Let the flamingos out and free. (laughs) The
1: the funniest thing I can remember is many, many years ago, we were doing, I was, we were talking with some friends and this this guy, Vinny had, just come back from Italy, visiting some family in Italy. And he um, <laughs> he talked about uh, a relative that had had a new baby. And they, you know, they closed up the house, closed all the windows, closed the door. And it's the middle of summer. And what comes out but... Um, the baby wrapped in mm. blankets with a hat everything <laughs> and Vinny's like i love it said i don't know what they were thinking the sweats pouring <laughs> off of me and they're all going through this and oh it was just it just made me laugh it's just the protectiveness very it's protected. the protectiveness and you know. I'm seeing
0: Annabelle was chatting with a friend. She hadn't seen Fifty Shades films in a while, so they'll be coming out again soon, she said. And jean Ann said, I just did that, Annabelle. It's been a while. And then they come on, mm-hmm. and she has to watch. She has to rewatch. So, I you know, know. Poor baby, Betty. I know. That baby must have been roasting. Um and as no. she says, the boss is everywhere, even in other fictional worlds.
1: Now, I, um, I haven't seen any of the 50 movies on regular TV, like mm-hmm. E! or whatever. Right. And I, I, I only because I can't imagine how they would have to uh, edit. edit.
0: <laughs> well, Annabelle noted, I've got the DVDs, jean as I like the extended versions.
1: Yeah, I do and, too.
0: And Jean Anne says, Me too. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just, and it's seeing it in its entirety without the interruption. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping the continuity. And <laughs> mm-hmm. 50 is funny with edits on TV. Yes, says. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder what Erica thinks of that one. <laughs> I know. Study oh, says that. baby needs fresh air, and they need to be exposed to germs in order to strengthen their immune system. That's true.
1: Yes, it is. But the baby <laughs> might get says, cold. And about don't show
0: Fifty Shades if you are going to edit it. I know there are certain movies that you kind of think of. You know, what's the point?
1: You know, I, I but, can I can see forty three oh, degrees Celsius in a closed up house, wrapped in blankets, etc. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yes, and Betty well. says, I bet they cut off just when the sex scenes are about to start. I, I believe they show some of them, they just don't get, they don't, they don't show get... all of the, all of the
1: mm-hmm. close,
0: close up parts. And do, um, I and, don't I know them, whether they... I think this only happens in the U.S. too. I don't think other countries edit their films like we do, since we're in oh, such a puritanical country. I um, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Annabelle especially says, in this country. I'd love country. to see how Fifty Shades would have turned out if uh, Passion Flicks would have filmed it. That would have been interesting to see. Um, and yes. Susie said yes. Uh, yeah, we no editing. We see it all here. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and You're lucky, Susie. Or the Fifty movies on Netflix? They might be. I'm not sure. Um, And Josie says, I think the Fifty Shades movies made passion flicks possible. Josie, I think that is true, because I think it demonstrated the market was available for that, which probably enabled Casca to get the funding she needed from the investors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Monica says, I think I saw the unedited version here in Europe, and I think Netflix, yes. And they are in the U.K.,
1: yeah, I don't know whether they're on the U.S. or not. I don't think no. they are.
0: I'm not sure. We'll I don't have know. To see. But
1: Enola Gray's uh, or Enola Holmes is on Netflix.
0: Yes, I'd like to see that. I want to see that. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And anyhow, I, it's it's that time where we are saying a farewell. I think we need to say a special uh, birthday shout-out and birthday wish though to one of our friends our, in the SR family.
1: Mm-hmm. Our
0: our very own Gabriel,
1: Julio Mr. Baruti. His birthday yes. is tomorrow. Yes. And how exciting is that?
0: Very happy for him. My birthday too. is a gift every year is a gift, and I'm. He's had an, a remarkable past year, and uh, I'm wishing him much happiness mm-hmm. for his uh, his birthday and the next the next many he- years to come.
1: Many, yes, and there's many shows and stuff. Animals also uh, mentioning uh, Ray, uh, Rebecca, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to as well. <laughs> and, I
0: can't wait to see that. I love the I love the first the original film. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually
1: a... doing a reread of the book. I haven't read it in so long, so it's I'm excited about that. It should be good.
0: It should be good. It should be very good. And Betty says he will get lots of birthday wishes from many ladies and fans. That's for sure.
1: Absolutely, and he's filming in Con this week, and I'm sure he'll there'll be all kinds of party time
0: in Con, as Annabelle said. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, Susie
0: says I love his handle, I love his love handles, but that producer has put him on a diet for a couple of scenes.
1: (laughs) He just wants an almond. I think that's
0: what he's <laughs> Oh my Just gosh. Just moment. So, I know he suffers for his art.
1: Absolutely. And Betty's looking forward to seeing Army Hammer in Rebecca. Oh I, I am too. looking forward to seeing Army Hammer too. And in I'm also looking forward
0: to seeing Henry Cavill in the Eleanor Holmes. Yes. Um,
1: and also today is Ann Arda's birthday. Andarda is ah, part of I didn't
0: uh, realize that. Yeah,
1: she's part of Noches and uh, Noites in Florencia. And so that is uh, the, the Portuguese podcast and one of the founders of it. So happy birthday, Andarda. Yeah. And so there we are. I love and it. And we <laughs> have come to that time, folks. I know. And I am going to leave us with a little Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell with Ain't No Mountain High Enough. One of my mm. favorites. I love you that. All.
0: I love that, too. See you all next week for Chapter 3. Be safe. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Wear a mask. Stay safe six feet or two meters apart. And wash your hands. Bye.
0: <laughs> Bye.